Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That's right, Colin, and we have uh, two episodes in a row here that, uh, they're weird ones. They're short, and they have a weird sort of perspective. I'm going to do one, you're going to do one, let's get into it. Okay. Luke Cage, season one, episode 10. Uh, we're going to start for, for this first scene at 34.31. And you're going to end it at 35.13, and here's what happens. In a small church setting, we are seeing through the eyes of Carl Lucas as his mother, Etta, admonishes his father, James, for never being there for his family, despite being there for every other family in his congregation. In his congregation. Mm-hmm. As Carl watches... Another woman, Dana Stryker, enters the scene. She tells Carl to stay out of grown folks' business, and then she and Etta coldly greet each other as James Lucas goes through one of the doors at the front of the room. Etta tells Carl that she's going to take him to practice, and he says he wants to say goodbye to his dad. She says she'll wait in the car. She leaves as Dana walks down the aisle, hesitantly at first, looking back at where Etta just was walking. Then with more confidence, she begins to walk towards the other door at the front of the room. And that is what happens in my scene. It is a little like a play, but only a part of a play where uh, we're hoping that you're going to get a lot of subtext from sort of looks and glances. Um, mm. There is some... Well, Colin, what, did, what, what are your thoughts on this scene? I think that Dana Stryker is a floozy. I'm gonna no. I'm just kidding. No, Uh, I think. Well, no, no. I think that. uh, I mean, it's exactly like you said, right? Like this is one of those things where there are sometimes where you get scenes or stories where they tell the same story or sometimes slight continuations, right? Um, but in a way where it's like you're supposed to build up. They're supposed to be modular. So like you look at the first bit and you go, I'm getting nothing from this, right? And you see the second clip, and you're going, mm, it's giving whatever. Right. And then you got the third thing, and then you're like, okay, now I see the full story. I see right. it all laid out. Right. Here's all the details, or here's exactly, like, you know, it makes me think of, I know we've brought it up before, but Injustice was a TV show mm-hmm. that uh, used to be on where, like, they did this same thing, which was, I think, truly incredible, where they show, no, they, they did this cool thing where, like, they showed a, like a crime, but with like only the stuff that you could garner story wise from seeing the crime scene. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. So like you would, so you would clearly like, if you knew obviously who had died because you're going to find the body, right? You would only, they, they might be the only person if there are multiple people in the scene or whatever in focus. Okay. Right? And then if you find out that there was a, someone who had witnessed that person, right before they died, right? Like, let's say they're in a busy restaurant, but earlier you saw right before they died, like a a blur pass in front of them, right? Right. Now, the second time you see that scene, when they pass by, you see that they noticed this one character, like, you know, walking through the restaurant kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, walking towards the bathrooms or something. Um, So it's like, they, they would redo the same scenes and where there were a lot of blurs and shadows or whatever, they would fix things. 
Another good example of this would be like also like there were times where like someone was stabbed, but you find out later that it was stabbed uh, posthumously mm. and that they were actually like poisoned. So like when you you had seen the initial, you know, quote unquote kill in the beginning with the knife, but now you're seeing the poison being dropped in and the knife sound effect kind of thing like yeah, after the fact, you know? Yeah. So it's like cool stuff like that. And I feel like long story short, this is exactly what I get from this scene. Interesting. Which is like, okay. There are different things that I feel like I can for sure, even without my scene that we're going to get into next, I feel like there's things that I can parse just from this alone. But at right. the same time, you're going, mm, but what's the deal with, you know, so there's like a right. little bit of like, what's the deal with uh, airline food? Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, the airline food is uh, Dana Stryker and yeah. also, you know. They're just why... serving tea on that airline. <laughs> huh? Um. They're dishing. Huh? That's true. Uh, I'm gonna call you Stretch Armstrong because I think that's a reach. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh, it's tough. Like, because again, part of the problem is, of course, I know what happens after this sure. scene because of the thing. So it's like, what can I really say or what can I really get into? Well, you know, but I feel like it's a it's a good. I think it's a good scene. It's very short. Yeah. But I I think um, flashbacks are like so fascinating because of. Yeah. You know, obviously it's always context, but it's so funny to me, like seeing all of the context without the thing that they're supposed to set up. Right. Right. Uh, it just, there's something that does make them fascinating, kind of like almost like um, slice of life episodes yeah. in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, Only there's going to be drama. To your, uh, to your point about uh, that video game, you know, the dad stays, he, in blurry like we don't see him we don't see his face any of the times that you know yeah we see him which is which is a weird thing because you know we're like oh i think dana striker is a floozy or whatever and i know that i know that was a, a joke obviously but like yeah the real person who's like literally fucking up here is james lucas who is right. correct not getting any like he is one of the blurry like non people in this scene and i think that's really interesting here's here's a, a an interesting question for you about that yeah do you think it's because we initially thought there there might be some sort of big reveal around that character and then we kind of didn't um or do you think it's like i don't know almost like that's kind of the person that caused some of the trauma so it's like kind of like purposefully pushing the memory of that person out yeah i think that um I could see it both ways. I think that, you know, uh, one of the things that we're, that I don't have, uh, you know, access to is, uh, I don't remember if we've met James Lucas in, you know, present day at this point yet. I think we have. So it may be a matter of like, kind of like we talked about with uh, last crusade where it's like, we're going yeah. to show him younger by not showing him at all, but we'll, you know, you know, he's there. I think that it's it's a uh, you know I think that it has there's something for sure about seeing su- the women's faces so clearly and not seeing him basically at all. Um, I think there's some stuff to to break down there about you know how Carl Lucas was raised and sort of by whom and sort of stuff like that. Okay, it does look like this would have been the first. Because I know he goes and finds his dad later or at some point in season yes. one. 
He tra- he goes to the the church, but I I seem to recall it was sort of in the like right before the final battle sort of deal. Uh, episode one ten is his first uh, first sighting. Mm-hmm. So this probably so what's actually funny is that in a way I was kind of teasing it, and I was I was right. It's not that they were doing this constantly because they were like, oh, we have this big reveal, but we're not going to get it. It's that we haven't gotten it yet because this is actually the first time we're seeing. So okay, right? I because I knew he had been in multiple episodes, right? But kind of like you said, like because of like the whatever. So I was like, did yeah. they just like never show him, or, right. or like thinking that they were going to do some other kind of reveal with him, and then they didn't? But no, I think it's for sure. Just we're saving up for. He's about to be revealed in real time, right? So kind of blur him out, to sort of block him out so that you can maybe, I don't know, maybe it draws up the drama of then having to go run into him or not run into him, but see him. Right, right, for sure. I mean, there's also, like, the idea of, like, all of these flashbacks have this, like, uh, this is my memory of it, um, as opposed to Mm. this is us seeing it as it happens. Like, I was thinking about that. um, We just recorded the episode about the Captain Marvel flashback. And some of the things we were talking about, like with the dialogue, I was like, you know, if I was remembering what I said, I probably would remember like, oh, I said that thing about the blue blood. And then she said that charming thing about how's my hair. I think there was some other stuff, but I don't really remember. Like, but that, you know, we can't, the way that we're doing it, we have to treat the flashbacks as happening in the time that we're talking about them. But there is an element here of like, I remember Ms. Stryker's face, I remember my mom's face, and dad was also there, I guess. Sort of. I was deal. thinking the same thing, and also also kind of wondering if there's also something to be said about, like, his closeness to his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, if his father's sort of keeping him kind of at an arm's distance yeah, at all times, like, I feel like, you know, your memory of him as a kid would just always be this blurry version, yep. you know? Absolutely. Also, his parents' names are Etta and James, and I think that's really weird. Like the do you think it's Etta weird, James. or do you think it's, I don't know, cool, or like a, you know? I think that it is uh, interesting and fun. Okay, fair enough. I don't know what his parents' names were if they had names. I would imagine in the 70s when they introduced Luke Cage, his parents probably, his dad had a name, and his mom probably didn't, but that's just how the 70s were. Um but I don't know for sure. But I think that's anytime you know the word the name James is is given. I'm always like, well, what's this? But uh, Etta and James being a Etta James being a musician is is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have a little bit of an Avengers ensemble. If uh, um, if you would partake of it, we can in just one brief moment, which is just to say that even in the six one six, son of Esther and uh-huh. James Lucas, so. Edda and Esther, interesting. Edda almost feels like like a, a pet name for someone named Ed, Esther. Like a sort of, you know, Peggy for Margaret kind of deal. And it could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into this Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. All right, so this is Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 10. It's called Take It Personal. As with all these uh, season one episodes, it's uh, it aired on September 30th, 2016. The title is uh, the eighth song on Gangstar's third album, which was called Daily Operation. 
Uh, there was also a movie about Gangstar also called Take It Personal. Um, th this episode was directed. It's so funny that we're talking about flashbacks. Because it was this was directed by Steven Sergic, who also did flashbacks in Daredevil. He did the Kingpin flashbacks. Uh, Runaways, he did the uh, the um, Jacob flashbacks. Um, uh, and then most recently in Luke Cage, season two, episode 11. So those are the Jamaica flashbacks. So it's the same guy, Steven Sergic, who who is like, you guys need a flashback? I'm your guy. Um, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um it was written by uh, a man named Jason Horwich. He wrote one other episode of Luke Cage, and then I didn't really see anything else that, that jumped out to me. Uh, I have a, a note here. That I wrote down James Lucas, but he is not credited in any way, so there's nothing there. Etta Lucas is played by Janice Abbott Pratt. Uh, she was on the podcast Space 1969, uh, one episode of Blind Spot, one episode of Orange is the New Black, and she played local population in Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, Dana Stryker is played by an actress named Natalie Paul. Uh, she was in five episodes of The Blacklist, six episodes of Mr. Mercedes, and two episodes of You. And that, of You, yes, exactly. Two episodes of Colin M. Parker, The Show. Um, that is all that I have for Avengers Ensemble because we don't actually see uh, the uh, man in question, the little boy. We don't see until you're seen, so... I saved him for next time. So if you would like okay. to, uh, you know, dismiss the congregation and get us out of here. Um, oh, sure. I was going to say, if uh, I think I forgot something behind or I want to say goodbye to my dad or whatever he says. <laughs> um, I'm going to make a vague excuse to go back into the church. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior. Amen. <laughs>